Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, in every episode, we got a great one for you. And if you like our content, be sure to subscribe to everything that we do and share and comment. Um, so who do we have today? Yes, we have Dr. Melina Jimpolis with us today. She is an internist and board certified physician physician nutrition specialist. She has been a guest on popular TV shows, including Live with Kelly and Ryan, The Doctors, Dr. Oz, The Today Show, and many more. Her new book is called Spice Up, Live Long, A Guide to Using Herbs and Spices to Live a Longer, Healthier, and More Vibrant Life. And we're excited to have her on the show today. Yes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank, thank you so much for having me. You know, I always like to start the show out in... Um, the same way, um, we're in a crazy time right now. The past 18 months have been tough on everybody in different ways. So how has COVID affected you and what have you done to kind of maneuver through it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think the hardest part for me was really my kids. Um, my youngest son had to do Zoom kindergarten, and mm. that was that was really heartbreaking for me. It was really challenging. Um, you know, I think he regressed in terms of socialization. Um, so, I mean, that was the hardest thing. Obviously, my business was pretty, I have a med spa too in LA and we were shut down for a lot of the year, but that actually allowed me to focus full on on this book. So there's a silver lining and I had, I had been wanting to write the book for a long time, but I never had enough time. And uh, so I had plenty of free time for the, you know, the first three months of COVID when it started oh, yeah. and we were, so I wrote a book. So not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, talk about silver linings. That's like with us, we launched the show January of 2020. So a couple months. Oh, wow. Yes. And, you know, our original plan was maybe 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, be a great foundation for the first year of a new show. And then COVID happens. And I'm sitting there watching everything get shut down. I told Sandy, you know, this may be our silver lining. People that yeah. normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might be willing to and we, we just need to run hard and we did and we did over 300 interviews last year we're at over 460 what? now yeah. oh my god wow congratulations that's very so, exciting so it's been oh, our silver we, we've managed to stay healthy through it all thank we god have. Yes. but but again we've managed to um we just said you know what we you know we can't change covid but we can do something through it right Exactly. No, that's exciting. I love that. Well, yeah. And I'm glad you stayed healthy because a lot of people didn't. So that's been, you know, something now that I'm dealing a lot with in my practice is, oh, yes. you know, people who have gained weight and haven't really right. been good about their medical care and preventive care. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the struggles that I've been dealing with too, is, is really helping get people on back on track and it's yeah. time, it's time to do it. <laughs> Yes. So, so tell us a little bit more about your book. Some of the so, content in there. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a nutrition doctor. I'm, I'm a medical doctor. I'm a, originally was trained in internal medicine and I, I moved into nutrition because I really wanted to focus on disease prevention and not putting people on pills all that day, every sense. day. 
It does. So, so, so that's how I started in this. And this is my fifth book, but about um, seven years ago, I attended a symposium that looked at all of the healing powers of um, the spice turmeric. And it was kind of one of those light bulb moments. And I said, you know what, if turmeric can do this much, I wonder what all the other herbs and spices oh, wow. can do. Yeah. So I started on this journey of really studying it. And I was amazed at how much research is really out there and 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 not only that but that spices have been used in cultures throughout the world mm -hmm. as medicine and prevention and health optimization for thousands of years so but i have to admit i'm not a very good cook um, <laughs> so that was the challenging part um so i had to you know i found a chef that i've been working with over many years to help me develop recipes um because i really wanted to make everything taste delicious too yeah. so um, and, you know, this book focuses on, you know, longevity. So I, I really wanted to help people not just live longer, but live better. And yeah. so that's really the goal is to focus on the diseases of aging, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, even skin aging, there's spices that can help with that. So oh, wow. that was kind of, that's the information in the book. And, you know, it's it's not a diet book. It's it's a health book and it's a lifestyle and, book. Uh, thank you. And it has over like 80 recipes that are spice filled. Um, oh, wow. so, some are easier than others. I, I tend to do the easy ones, um, <laughs> you know, but um, so that's really how it all started for me. And and also just to mention that, um, you know, giving back has always been very important to me. So a dollar of every book sold goes to an organization called No Kid Hungry, oh, which wow. fights yeah. chi child mm -hmm. hunger in the United States. And that's something that has really gotten worse during the pandemic too because people right. are losing their jobs and the kids for many of them the only good meals that they had were at school and when school was taken away so um it feels good to be able to give back as well with the book oh that's amazing so tell us a little bit of your backstory of what got what led to you becoming a doctor what led to me becoming a doctor? Oh my God, that's that's a good question. I've never been asked that. Usually they say, how did I get into nutrition? But um, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, I was, a, you know, always a science nerd growing up. Like that was my, even though I grew up in Texas, um, I had, you know, teachers that even though I was blonde, um, really saw my potential in science and, and pushed me, um, which I'm super grateful for. Um, Mr. Koontz or Mr. Powell, if you're out there listening, I love you. <laughs> that was my that was my chemistry teacher uh, in high school for two years. Um, and so I was always a science nerd, but actually I wanted to be a vet growing up because oh, wow. I love animals yeah. so much. Um, but I worked for a vet one summer in high school and I just couldn't stand to see animals suffer. And right. emo emotionally, I couldn't handle it. So I took all my science knowledge and not that I don't like seeing people suffer, but it's different with animals when they can't even tell you what's yeah. wrong. Um, so mm -hmm. I decided, you know what, I'm going to go into medicine and make a lot of money and then donate it to animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's how I became a doctor, but uh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. yeah, so that it's kind of a funny story, kind of a backwards way. I didn't always dream of being a doctor, although <laughs> I did always dream of helping people mm. and I've been involved with, you know, charity work since I was mm. 15 years old. So, you know, that, that really, you know, 
healing part of my personality, I think has always been there. And, and that's what I treasure most in medicine is really, and that's why no matter what I do with writing books or television or all that, me seeing patients one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's via Zoom or in person, is really, really important to me. And I'll never, ever give that up. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, um, as you know, a lot, a lot of people, they see you and other people and other doctors, lawyers, you know, they see the glory kind of behind what y'all do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes um, to make it out there in, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're in entertainment, whether you're a doctor yeah. like yourself, whether it's you're an author, any field. it's yeah. any field to make it to the top. And I always want to talk about that side of it, because in this day and time, a lot of people think, you know what, I can just jump into a field and bam, I'm going to be a success overnight. But we both know it does not happen that way. So tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are today. Yeah, that's a great question, too. You know, and, and because I do a lot of media, I think I can speak to both of those because I actually had my own TV show um, back yes. in two in 2005. You know, during my training, I, I went right through, you know, so um, but I basically lost my 20s to, you know, mm. medical school and residency. I mean, not that I didn't have a life, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's not normal for, yeah. you know, a 22 year old to, and then, you know, at 26, I was a doctor already and, and being thrown into the hospital with crazy hours. And I do remember, um, nights in the intensive care unit where I just didn't think I could keep my eyes open and sitting at a patient's wow. bed with my head between my legs, just, just, you know, praying that they would stabilize so I could get 10 minutes of sleep. So, wow. you know, it was definitely a challenging time. And then when I segued into media, you know, another, I think that, you know, doctors are always calling me or emailing saying, you know, how did you get on TV? I want to be on TV. Everybody, everybody wants to be on TV, right? I never yeah. wanted to be, I never wanted to be on TV. It it's a happened. very, it's a very funny story how it happened. You know, I, I actually, um, a producer called me uh, in 2004. I was like five years into practicing medicine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought it was a prank call. She said, you know, have you ever considered doing television? And I thought one of my friends was pranking me as a, like a, and I was like, this isn't funny. I'm a busy doctor. And I hung up on her. And luckily, luckily she called back and she said, please don't hang up. I'm a producer from Discovery. You know, we're, we're trying to cast a show. I think you'd be perfect for it. We'd like to do a screen test. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'm happy to do it. You know, I talk a lot. So, um, yeah. but, but that's been hard too, you know, I mean, and, and I've had, I don't think I could have done it. Like when I first did the TV show, I didn't have children yet. So, yeah. you know, I was on location six months of the year filming, uh, you know, and, and there, I had to sacrifice my practice at the time in San Francisco and really dial that back because I, I felt like it was an opportunity to educate on a larger scale through television, yeah. even though I had no desire to be famous at all. Um, but, you know, that that I, you know, my practice really suffered during that time. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, OK, I've done a TV show. I've made it, you know, and then <laughs> I, uh, I wrote my first book in 2007 and I was so proud of it and I worked so hard and I thought it was so good. And 
it didn't sell, you know, and it was, it was really a reality check for me. And I think it's probably hard that you just got this TV show and then, and then the book don't sell. Yeah. I, I was, I was really surprised, but it was, it was a, you know, a harsh reality. And I think, you know, the last, even I would say the last five years, um, you know, I'm, I'm 51 years old. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not really, um, adept at, you know, social media. And, but that is very much where everything is going, you know? So that's been really hard for me too. And, and challenging, um, because, you know, nobody cares that I do regular television all the time and, (laughs) and, and magazine interviews. Now everybody wants to know what's my social media. And it's, it's been really, really hard. And I've had, you know, really dark days where I, I, I'm, you know, feel bad. And, and cause for me, knowledge is power. And so the yeah. majority of my time is spent doing research, reading, wow. treating yeah. patients, doing the things that I think matter to make me smarter and able to help people better. But, and so that doesn't leave a lot of time for social media for, you know, recording what I eat on Instagram. I'm, I'm too busy researching, you know, nutrigenetics, like how our genes dictate how we respond to food and how herbs and spices can help decrease our risk of cancer and heart disease and diabetes and inflammation in the body. So, you know, I think that's been a real, it continues to be a real challenge for me. Now video is actually the next most important thing, you know, it's been social media for years. Right. And I think that now we're coming into an age where people don't want to read stuff. They want to watch stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Or let, or listen to stuff, which is why um, one thing I I am starting a new podcast, which I'm Mm. super, super excited about um, because I've got it, it, it allows, it's called practically healthy and (laughs) it's going to, it's going to allow me to be real, be an expert, but be authentic. Like, you know, I'm not a great cook. I love sugar. I love wine. I'm not going to give up all these things, but I do healthier things most of the time. So, and, and I've got, I've got some really fun guests coming on like Randy Jackson from American (laughs) Idol. I'm going to be talking to him about, you know, how he really stays healthy, not the BS, Mm -hmm. you know, that the celebrity private chef, private trainers, because that's not the reality for a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to, it's, it's going to be fun though. I'm kind of looking forward to picking everybody's brain because I've made a lot of friends over the last 20 years in the business. Um, and uh, it's going to be fun to share my knowledge and, and their experience, you know? Yeah. And talking about video, when we first launched this show, it was audio only. It was just a regular podcast. And I remember Sandy's telling me, you know, I'll do the show but don't ever ask me to do video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then last October, she was like, um, do you think it would help if we added video? <laughs> That's so funny. So do you think it's helped? It has helped you guys? Like viewers are more engaged? It's big time helped a lot more. It has. Um, yeah, we get more views than we normally us. would have. Mm-hmm. And also it's helped us because again, there's sometimes where I might, because again, our, our tagline is up close and personal. So sometimes mm-hmm. I might touch on something that if I'm on, if I'm just on, don't see that, see on them, the phone, that, that would be harder. To their tell, body language yeah. would tell me, Ooh, it's mm-hmm. cool around that. You know, where I, whereas <laughs> on the video, I can see that. And I've, I've, there's been a few times where like, okay, that's touchy. I'll go, go around that. 
Got it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I love it. I mean, I'm a people person. So I mean, it's it's way more fun to see you guys and have that interaction. Yes, and, you know, that. I feel like I feel like you're my new friends. Like that's how I mean, everybody's my friend. I love getting to know new people, especially from different parts of the country and doing different things. So this is this is a lot of fun for me. I'm glad to be able to see you. Yeah, because oh, you know yes, we feel the same way, we and you know we've you know it's been cool that we've been able to kind of meet 460 new people. Yes, <laughs> in the last 21 months, and have all those conversations, and and, and they're all different. Even though I have a lot of some of the base same questions, I always try to keep mm -hmm. it open so that we can let the conversation go wherever it wants to go. You know, because and I don't want to be one of them interview shows where. I ask you answer. I ask you. I gotta have a conversation. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's much more organic too. Like it's in, and that's you know that's why I'm doing the podcast, my podcast too, which mm -hmm. will have video, mm -hmm. is because I don't like being so scripted. You know, I mean, yeah. I like to, yeah. you know, when I do live with Kelly and Ryan, I love the show so much, and they're wonderful. But and and I, they give me a lot of you know poetic license, but I still am having to follow you know like this oh, and wow. this and this this right. and it doesn't and they're so funny you know it doesn't yeah. give a lot of time oh, yeah. like if yeah. if yeah. if kelly starts cracking a joke and i'm I, i've got eight more foods to talk about i'm like <laughs> okay that's great but let's move on to you know cabbage okay <laughs> that's one reason why when we first launched too is we you know i decided on 60 minutes on average and, and what's funny is um our show when it first started i've learned to talk less because we've gotten shows where we went 90 minutes for people so i've learned i've learned the magic number for us is 35 45 minutes that seems to yeah. be a good number where people will still watch a lot yeah. of it you know but you start getting up there hour and over people will in fact, people won't even log in because they're like, oh, I, I'm not going to Right, right, now. right. Yes. Well, I definitely can relate to that because I know in med school, the hour long classes, <laughs> I kind of, I started losing yes, focus. Yes. Like I, I just, I think, you know, 35 to 45 minutes is kind of my, my sweet spot for my attention yes. span too. So um, if we go longer and I start fading off, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side. Let's flip the script and go the other way. Talk about the glory side. Now, what are some wow moments for you that's happened? Um, you know, it's, it, it's really fun to um, collaborate with, you know, great people, you know, um, and, and, and especially, you know, I would say, you know, in particular, you know, the live with Kelly and Ryan, I mean, obviously it was so random. The first, everything in my life has been random. Like doctors always get, they're like, how do we do this? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really, I can't give you any advice. Um, but, um, you know, I told I got an email out of the blue in 2007 from a producer at Live with Kelly and Ryan. Right. Well, at the time it was Regis. Oh, and yes. they said, um, have you ever uh, they said, we, you know, we're doing a segment in January on these popular diets and we've seen, you know, some tape of you and we'd love to have you on. And I was like, OK. And uh, my new book was just coming out. So then I that's why I thought it would be a run. So. Um, that was exciting. Uh, you know, the first time there's nothing like I've been on 17 times since. So, um, it's still really fun. And I've, you know, like I went through, I mean, my favorite memory of Regis is, um, 
we did a segment actually when I was four months pregnant and <laughs> we went grocery shopping and, you know, they wanted me to be talking about everything. And, and Regis is like yelling, Hey lady, do you know how much fibers in your cereal? And he's, you know, <laughs> yelling down the aisles. And then we, you know, we tried to, um, we were doing the self checkout thing where you scan your own yeah. food and he could not get it to work. And he tried like Ooh. 20 times with this box of cereal. And I swear to God, this was not scripted. And I took it. And on the first try, it was like beep and it went through. So, um, and then at the end of, at the end of the show, they filmed us walking down the street arm in arm. And I was like, so Reg, what are we having for dinner? And he's like, how about grilled cheese and tomato soup? Cause that's all I know how to make. And I was like, all right, oh. I'm in. So <laughs> up your alley. Yeah, yeah, that was that was super fun. And then, you know, going through. So I was on for many years with him, he and Kelly. And then, you know, the guest hosts, I got to meet a lot of really cool people. And then Michael Strahan, I loved. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, Ryan I, uh, is great and a lot of fun to work with. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you get there and you're working with them, they're just like normal people. But they're mm -hmm. they're you they have charisma and it's fun because we feed off each other. So and just in different shows, you know, like the doctors. Um, I loved working with Dr. Travis, you know, I, I'm, I'm sad that he left the show, but, um, you know, and I love working with Sanjay Gupta, like Sanjay mm -hmm. is, Sanjay is the real deal, you know, yeah. and um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. We still stay in touch. Um, you know, uh, uh, hopefully I will have him on my podcast too and Travis. Um, but you know, getting to meet, uh, these people, um, you know, and then even in my practice, like I was in San Francisco. So, mm -hmm. um, but now I've been in Los Angeles for the last 10 years and even having, you know, patients who are, who are celebrities and, and getting to know them on a one-on-one -on -one basis and, and become friends with them. I mean, um, they are human. Yeah, they are. And, and, you know, most of them, I don't have a ton in common with, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, but there are some that I've met that, that are great and they've become friends and, you know, my friends are like, wait, is that so-and-so at your house? You know? And I'm like, yeah, we're friends now, you know? So, um, that, that's been, that's been kind of the highlights, you know, and, and, um, and, and, you know, getting to, and also, you know, when, when I am able to interact with the public after, you know, like I lecture a lot and having, you know, people come up to me or, or that they've read my books and said, you know, um, you really made a profound impact on my life and, mm -hmm. and thank you. And, and, you know, that's why I went into medicine. So it, it, it's really nice to hear that because sometimes when you're just behind a screen or a camera, you don't get that direct yeah. feedback, you yeah. know? So um, that's been really special for me. And, and definitely, you know, one of the highlights of being a more public person, I would say, is, is yeah. reaching even more people and, and potentially, I hope, you know, improving their lives. Love that. So what are a few misconceptions of weight loss that a lot of people have that don't know they have? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think one of the biggest ones now, and this is an area that I'm really, really passionate about, is the idea that there is no one size fits all. So just because your neighbor did keto and lost mm -hmm. 40 pounds, 
doesn't mean that that's the right diet for you. There's a lot of, you know, individual variability in response to diets. Um, and also, you know, just men and women respond very differently. So the two of you could go on the exact same diet. Uh, and Chris, you'd probably lose twice as much weight in, 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 in half the time. And, and that's just... So I think, you know, the idea that one size fits all is a big one. You know, the idea that diet means deprivation, complete deprivation. I think there's definitely, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I think what I try to teach people is balance. You know, I don't love the term moderation. It's overplayed, but yeah. I am yeah. just not one of those people that feels like you need to cut gluten and dairy and soy and wine and caffeine and sugar and whatever to be healthy. Yeah, I gotta just, have my iced coffee. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, yes, he's an iced yeah. coffee addict. That's sure. all, but that's what I mean. So, you know, I, I think that people think that you have to deprive yourself to be right. successful on a diet. Mm -hmm. And that's not true either. You know, and I, I would say, you know, um, the, the last thing is really, you know, that, that a diet should be temporary because mm -hmm. it's really not. I mean, the technical, the definition of a word diet is what you can do on a long-term basis, oh, not a short-term. Right. And so people are always looking for quick fixes and I'm trying to show them lifestyle changes, like these right. small changes that really add up over time. And that's A, much easier to do and B, much more likely to lead to lasting change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's really a change in mindset, um, mm -hmm. but it's so important for successful, you know, and, and the one last thing I would say is that exercise doesn't count as much as you think it does. So huh. if, if you think from a, from a weight loss standpoint, it's about 20% exercise, 80% mm -hmm. diet. Right. When it exercise comes to, is probably more for the healthy aspect of it. Exercise is for the health mm -hmm. and it's also for maintaining mm -hmm. weight. It's very, very mm -hmm. important for maintaining, but for yeah. losing, you are not, especially women, we are not mm -hmm. going to lose weight exercising. And, you know, so yeah, I see, you know, a comment, I just eat what it's in my way. Uh, life is too short. Uh, 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 you know, yeah. And I love that. I mean, you can't act yeah. like you're happy eating kale. I don't yeah. love kale. I don't love kale either. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie, but I yeah. do love, I do love romaine lettuce and I do like, and, and that's a leafy green too. And I love yeah. romaine romaine lettuce heads and, and, you know, mm -hmm. chopped. I mean, that's uh, like yes. a super easy thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think I, the comment, I appreciate it because I don't think people should diet. I think they should just find little things that they can do that they enjoy to improve their health. And that's why, yeah, that's why herbs and spices are so cool because, you know, you can just, you can, they make foods taste better. They I'm do. trying to get people to make foods taste better, you know? So, um, like cinnamon, adding that to whatever your oatmeal, oh, I, mm -hmm. I add cinnamon to my coffee every morning. So yeah, maybe yeah. Chris, maybe I can get you to add some cinnamon to your iced coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
you know, I love roasted vegetables. Um, I love, I love the comments with the side of chicken wings. Okay. You can have the chicken, you can have the chicken wings, just put a spice on them, you know, like make them like with rosemary or cumin or a little kick, maybe do spicy chicken wings or, you know, some sort of, so, but I'm a realist and that's what, you know, that's why, again, with the podcast, Practically Healthy, I'm not going to, you know, practical, not perfect. I'm, I'm really big on that. And, you know, I'm not telling you that you're going to lose 50 pounds just by, you know, having spices on your chicken wings, but you know, you are going to be healthier. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing to me, um, is, is improving health, you know, weight of obviously is important, but it's so different for everybody too. I mean, that's another myth. I have a lot of answers to your questions, but you know, that, you know, the idea that we're going to weigh the same and be like, for you, the right weight may be different than me based on your genetics, based on your family history, based on your bone structure, you know, based on what you're yeah, I've able been 140 to in my whole life. So I, yeah, you pretty much have. I think I fluctuated so up about 150, but usually about 140, 145. That's about right. My weight and is. for women, you know, as we, for me, I'm going through menopause and man, that's, that's, you know, I, that's tough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like last week, yeah. my sugar cravings, I was like, telling my husband, you've got to lock the candy cabinet that we have for the kids no, I because yeah. I can't be near it, you know? <laughs> right. <clears throat> now, this kind of a two-part question. Um, what's surprised you the most, or at least surprised you in your career as a doctor and your career in media? What surprised me? Um, well, <laughs> one of the things um, I would say in medicine, and it continues to surprise me and also discourage me, is that there is so little emphasis on nutrition in medicine. When every single disease that you could possibly have, except for you know maybe catching a cold, but even how you recover from the cold, has yeah. a new has a nutrition component, and the fact that we still do not adequately incorporate nutrition into medical training and medical mm. practice is shocking to me. Wow. It's, it's, mm. it's really shocking and it's sad. And I I'm working very hard. I'm, I'm on the board of the national board of physician nutrition specialists, and I'm working very hard to try to change that, but it's been very, very challenging. There's I think a, lot, a of, lot of times too, what could be that makes it harder to push that, um, that through is you got a lot of the fake stuff that's come out too right. on the nutrition side. And right. then, so then your doctors, they, they're like, you know what? There's so much confusing. confusion. Right. I'd rather not push it at all. Yeah. And that's, so that brings me that, yeah, that's perfect. It's like, I, I told you what to say, but that brings <laughs> me, that brings me into the surprise on the media side, because um, for me, my professional uh, reputation uh, and providing the highest quality evidence is the single most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that may not be headline making, but yeah. it's been shocking and very disappointing that a lot of media outlets are just looking at the headlines. And so they would prefer to go to an expert who's going to give them that sensationalist viewpoint. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that really sad and really disappointing and really disheartening. Um, you know, that 
it, it there's just there's too many pseudo experts in my field, but yet the the media kind of um, focuses on them. They yeah, yeah and whatever. I'm not complaining. I get yeah. plenty of yeah. plenty of airtime, but when I see these people who are you know, even not really doctors, you know, and, and again, I don't mean to be a snob yeah. and I've been, I've been kind of, you know, but they're, that they're, they're chiropractors that are making a lot of money off whatever they're pushing. And yet, you know, whatever Gwyneth Paltrow likes them. And so all of a sudden they're like overnight celebrities, you know, yes. um, and I got a perfect example of that uh, earlier today. I seen um, one of the news medias locally shared this. Now, great. This has nothing to do with nutrition, but just the idea of the sensationalism. They posted a photo that was from one city in in California that had eight dollar a gas gallon. And oh, I right. saw that. And, yeah, and the problem with that, it's the one place that's such a rural area in California that right. there's yes, nothing around it. So it's eight dollars a gallon, but everywhere yeah. else is like four and five. So yeah. they made it look like California is eight dollars a gallon right now. Yeah. And they do that with nutrition too. Like, I mean, they sensationalize things and, you know, if, if there's a study in, you know, rats that, and then all of a sudden it's like, whatever, you know, kale <laughs> cures cancer. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, to the person who commented on kale, but, and I, I, I really tried to be very, <laughs> I really tried to be very transparent in my book um, on the spice up live long book about when research was done in test tubes, mm -hmm. when it was done in animals, and when it was done in humans, because I think people have the right to know. And then I just give them, you know, the information to, to really understand the quality of the evidence, you know, again, not just trying to push herbs and spices on everybody and, and pretend like it's going to cure Alzheimer's. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I think you need to be very careful with that, wow. particularly in nutrition and, and medicine and, and health. Exactly. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you and the other um, people that are big success, but they don't see the teams behind y'all. And in our opinion, the teams never get the they love don't. they deserve. So take a few moments just to tell us about your team. Um, well, you know, honestly, I think um, my husband has mm -hmm. been the most important person in all of this because uh, of his, you know, kind of unwavering support. And, you know, my life is busy. We've got two young boys, seven and 11, and, and him kind of stepping up to help me be me and do what I do and travel when I need to. And, you know, um, take time writing or, or speaking or doing what I need to, you know, he's really been everything for me, you know, um, you know, over the years, I've had some wonderful people. I think, um, the producer of my first TV show, um, Nancy Saslow, um, was really amazing to work with and kind of, she was my first experience in, in TV on a larger scale besides just, you know, short appearances and, and she made it fun. And I think she brought out the best in me and, and she saw, you know, my strength in, in the information, but also the humor and, and the ability to connect with people. And she let me, you know, very much run with that and, and create a show that I was really, you know, proud of, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I've worked with a lot of writers over the years, um, you know, that have 
in in a couple of my books I've written completely by myself, um, which which I don't recommend. Um, but I've I've worked with a lot of uh, wonderful writers, you know. Um, on this book, you know, Melanie Vota was amazing, and and then the chef that I worked with was amazing. I mean, he is a brilliant chef, Aaron Robbins. He's the head chef at the Soho House in L.A., which is like the hippest, trendiest place, and you know. He was great. He was, you know, I, he really made my vision come to life because I wanted to make foods like beans and leafy greens and fish exciting. And that's not so easy to do. And he, you know, listened to me and then went home and really created some extraordinary recipes that that I love and, and that I think people will love. And so they're more likely to do it. So, you know, those are just a few of the people that that, you know, off the top of my head, you know, it takes a village for sure. But um, definitely my my husband has been, you know, the the driving force in, in just giving me the the freedom and, and stepping up as a dad, you know, to allow me to do what I need to do. Love that. You Love know, that. speaking of teams and speaking of family, we have a third co-host, our little nine-year-old that we let ask yes, a few questions. His name's Christopher. So Sandy's going to go get okay. him real quick. Awesome. We got a a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show too, because we are a family affair. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. That's so cute. I may may have to steal that from you and have my um, 11 year old and my seven year old pop in with uh, their favorite questions too. That's such a cute idea. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what he's got for me. (laughs) Our guests have always loved the fact that he's the star. We always say he's our secret weapon because like um like many of the artists if they're doing a live show after our show then a lot of times i'll talk about it if they ever talk about our show they's like oh and you gotta see little chris you know so they always mention him not us oh that's <laughs> awesome hi hi darling mia so uh what's your favorite food what's that my favorite food oh my yes. god um okay <laughs> i'm gonna tell you the truth my favorite food is Fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Mine is pizza. Oh, that's a good one too. My kids would probably say that too. They'd probably agree with you. And he could eat, he would eat it all day long if we fed it to him. Oh yeah. But the good thing is he runs it off. So <laughs> What's your favorite? What's your favorite healthy food? What's your favorite veggie? My favorite veggie is broccoli. He loves wow. He, Yay. It, he's not picky yes. when it comes to food and neither is Caitlin. They'll eat pretty They'll much eat anything. anything. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Broccoli is like one of the healthiest foods on the planet. So keep it up, buddy. Yeah, He loves broccoli. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's the first TV show? What's my favorite TV show? Ooh, that's a good one. God, there's so many good there. I feel like there's a thousand TV shows with Netflix now. Um, I love, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I love Ted Lasso, um, which is on Apple TV because it's so funny. It's about this soccer coach that um, is a was a total failure in the United States and went over to England and becomes head coach of the <laughs> soccer team. And he doesn't know anything about soccer. So it's pretty funny. Um, and it's Jason Sudeikis, but he's, he's wow. fabulous. So that's, that's my favorite show. Cause I like to laugh. I like to have fun at the end of Thank the you. day, but my favorite show with my kids and you probably like this one too is Cobra Kai. Do you like that one? 
I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God, that's the karate show. Um, that yeah. from the Karate Kid. So, yeah, um, my yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll have to watch it. My little one, my seven-year-old, started karate after that, and he thinks he's a karate master now, even though, you know, he's not really, but <laughs> he loves it. What's yours? My SpongeBob. Oh, cool. That's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, what's been cool about our show is he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon Disney shows. So we've been able to bring a lot of people from those shows onto the show. Oh, that's so cool. My kids used to love um, Henry Danger. Did you ever watch that one? Uh, he oh, still yeah. watches it. He, yeah. That's one like of his that watched it last night. Oh, yeah. I love that one. That's a really good show. My friend, actually, my friend's husband um, is the creator and producer of that oh, wow. show. So, yeah. Mm. Someday, uh, we were supposed to, I was supposed to be able to take my kids on set um, one day, but then we had COVID, so there's oh, nothing wow. more. But maybe someday, and maybe you can come to LA and we can all go, uh, go. and yeah. go on the set of Henry Danger. What do you think? Yeah, that would be, be cool. perfect. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah. recently had... Um, Mallory, who plays Destiny on Bunked on the show, too. He loved that one. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's so exciting. I love that. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is probably not one that you're going to remember because uh, you're way too young. Maybe your parents would. Um, actually, I have two favorite movies. I mean, the one that's more funny is called Old School. Do you guys know that one? With oh oh wait, my second favorite movie that I know you probably know is Elf. Yeah, I love uh, yes. I one time. I love Will Ferrell. I've seen that movie like twenty times. My kids love it, so that's probably I'll put that at the top of my list. How about that? But I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. Wow. Yeah, I watched it at my at my grandpa's house one time. Oh, cool! Very yeah. cool. And yours. Awesome. Our mine is the Minions movie. Oh, yeah. I think my kids like that one. Up at Universal, right near my house, they have a giant Minion. Like, it's like a hundred feet tall at Universal oh, wow. Studios. Cool. So, you'll have you'll have to come visit that sometime, too. Yeah. yeah they, they, they've done a really good branding job on the Minions. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Caitlin, we could be walking in the mall, and if there's a Minion in a store, we, we have to go in there. Oh, yeah. No, they've done a good job. They're everywhere. Kind of like the Avengers. The yeah. Avengers are pretty cool, too. Yes. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's been on almost not every show, but, you know, we've been we've done 460, 465, somewhere in there. And he's probably been on 420, 430. He's been on That's most. amazing. I love it. And That's so fun. Him. We're preparing him for something. We'll see one day, right? Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. I love it. Get him started early. <laughs> yes. Uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Um, you know, honestly, my biggest source of inspiration is my patients um, because they have, you know, at the end of the day, all I want to do is help them. And everybody has a different struggle, a different challenge, mm -hmm. um, a different even food preference, you know, and, and okay. so th every time I see them, it pushes me to learn more, 
to do more, to help them, to read more, to never stop learning and, and staying on top of the latest research. So um, I think that is hands down my biggest inspiration. And then, you know, of course I want to, I want to be a role model for my kids, but I have boys. So, you know, I'm not sure I'm, I'm more going to be, make sure that they're good, good, human beings and um mm -hmm. and husband someday um yeah. you know being, yeah, so uh, being being kind and being good and giving back is really one of the most important things in my life so i really try to instill that in my kids every single day however i can awesome and what would you like for your legacy to be what would you like to be most known and remembered for oh my god um you know, I would, I would love to be most known for um, really being the voice of reason when it comes to nutrition and diet and, and not, you know, super, you know, doctorish and serious, but not super sensationalist, but somebody that people really trust Mm -hmm. to give them the best possible information in a way that they really understand and can implement in their lives. If people said that about me uh, someday, it would mean the world to me, I think. Love that. Love that. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? I would say connect with, I, 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 you know, connecting with you all, uh, is just like connecting with patients. You know, you are my, my world. So, you know, don't be shy of reaching out, asking me questions. I really do try to answer, um, on Facebook, um, you know, and, and Instagram, um, or even when people email me through my website, I mean, I can't help everybody for, you know, for free people email me a lot after appearances and want my help. I wish I could, but I will do, you know, if you have a quick question for me or you want some advice, you know, I'll try my best because, you know, I know it's hard to get good information out there and to find people mm -hmm. who really care. And I do really care. So I, I want people to know I'm a genuine person. And I, I you know, this is not a facade. I, I really, you guys matter. Every, everybody matters. I'm, I, I went into medicine to help people, um, mm -hmm. not to make a lot of money or be famous. So, uh, you know, that's where I'm at. Oh, we love that. <clears throat> so um, let's say that you had a friend of yours and well, you know, I usually go artists or acting way, but I guess I'll go in yes. general that they feel they found this passion of theirs and they're on that journey um, to create that business around that passion. What advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next few years to stay on track? Be patient, <laughs> which I, I should listen to my own advice. Um, be patient, be consistent, work hard. Don't think that any job is below you. Um, learning everything that you can about whatever you want to do is always the best approach. And 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 be prepared. Um, everything that I ever do, everything that I've ever done, um, media-wise, um, I over-prepare. I would rather walk into any meeting, any TV show, any patient room 
overprepared. You know, I, I think that puts you in a position of strength. Um, and, and, you know, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, um, failure is not falling down. It's staying down. Oh, so, man. you know, you're going to fall down. I've fallen down. I've had TV appearances that I wasn't happy with. I mean, I'm my worst critic, but, um, you know, I've had books fail obviously. And, but I, I, you know, if, if you're, if you're really passionate about it, it doesn't matter. I could sell five books or I could sell 5 million, but I freaking love spices and herbs. Yeah. And I think everybody should be eating more of them. So yeah. I don't care if nobody buys the book because I'm happy that I wrote it. And if it slowly gets out there or if, 10 people cook with more herbs and spices that that's good enough for me. So, you know, I, if you're passionate about it, nothing else matters. I think, you know, talking about failure, that's yes. like we have failed, you know, we've been married 19 years and we've probably failed over a hundred business ideas. Oh, at least you know, we've tried everything. Everything. Yeah, years, in, fact, so. in fact, one day I'll be, we'll be telling that story of some of the different crazy ideas that we came up with that we did make a little money on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, but again, it's one of them things we kept we this crazy side job, side hustle to keep us going and stay afloat. Yeah. But here we are. Mm -hmm. I love to talk. Yeah. So what better way to get that out there. We love to hear. And the we love story. entertainment. We love stories, and I love to talk. So we combine all that. And we got our show. Awesome. Well, I love it. It's been it's been really fun. Look at we're at forty seven minutes. We better cut it off, otherwise oh, everybody's gonna yeah. nobody's gonna listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell yeah. everybody how they can find you. Yes. Um, well, I mean, my website is drmelina.com, D-R-M-E-L-I-N-A.com. Um, Facebook, Dr. Melina, Instagram, Dr. Melina just D-R-M-E-L-I-N-A. Um, and my new podcast is going to be starting um, November 3rd, everywhere podcasts are available. And it's called Practically Healthy. So it is, uh, it's going to be very practical and practically healthy, but not perfect. <laughs> I love that. Love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show you today did. and we look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah. Uh, sounds great. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day. You All right. Too. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.